Welcome to Cauldron of Worlds. Episode 4, Creating Calendars. Well, welcome back again. This is Chad Corey, and this is Cauldron Worlds, and I'd like to continue with the conversational style we started last episode, seeing how that works so well. And again, please feel, feel free to give me some comments at cauldron at chadcorey.com, and let me know if it's working for you, anything else you would suggest to make it more enjoyable, shall we say, for lack of a better word, or useful for you. Last episode, we began by talking about crafting your history and putting kind of your idea of a historical through line or thumbnail, whatever you want to call it, in more concrete foundational form. This particular episode, we're going to take that a little bit further, get a little bit more precise with that, and we'll start talking about calendars, how you can create calendars and timekeeping in general and how that is of a benefit to your world setting. Now, I don't, again, I can't get into super specific information on this because I don't know a whole lot of information about your particular world setting or what you're trying to achieve with it. So I'm not going to get, like I said, I can't get into every single nuance on that topic, but I'll be talking more from a generic standpoint, giving some ideas and concepts and pointers that I think would be of a benefit to you and what you want to do with your setting. In general, it's always good to figure out how long your day is for your world. If it has a day-night cycle, that's always beneficial because that's going to establish a lot of concepts we're talking about now regarding time and the flow of time. For instance, is it a 36-hour day? Is it a 24-hour day? Is it a 22-and-a-half-hour day, a 10-hour day? And then how is that divided? Now, understanding, too, is that going to be equal parts day and light, uh, night and day, is that going to be, you know, there's more dark than light? Because it all depends on how your planet is, your planet, your plane, reality, whatever it is you have. You can see where I got I can't give super specific details. That's going to establish the basic parameters of how everything works and functions and, and moves. Because obviously most people, again, unless your world is all about nocturnal vampires or something, you're going to have a day-night cycle in which people are going to tend to be more op- operating in more of a daylight type of situation and sleeping more in the night. So that just, again, tells you kind of how your day is structured, how society is structured in general, and kind of the time frame in which most people, most aspects of your world is going to be active. So that's kind of one of the first things you want to figure out is what is your day-night cycle? How does it work? You know, maybe is it affected? Does it alter at all like ours does with the various seasons and things, getting more light and more darkness as, as we progress throughout the year? Or is it a constant or, you know, those are things you got to figure out for your own, your own uses, obviously. But that is something, like I said, key for doing the basics of doing a calendar. Because with the concept of a day, then we move into the concept of how long, how many days are grouped together to form a week. Or do you even have weeks? That's something you want to think about, too. Because usually it goes from day to week. Actually, excuse me, it goes from hour to day to week to month to year. And so following that progression, you once you figure out a, the hour cycle, you get kind of your day, and then you can figure out how many days there are in a week. Whether you want to call it a week, whatever you want to call it, that's up to you again. But there's usually a, a group of days that goes by that kind of completes a, a cycle of some sort. 
Then again, it might be a couple days only and you got a whole new cycle. That's possible. It can be only one day and every day is a new cycle. Again, it's up to you. But there's usually a grouping of them that fits within a certain understood progress of time. And that kind of you know establishes the flow from one week to the next. And that's something you got to figure out for yourself as well. Uh, typically, I, I try and stay close to, when I do world settings, I try and stay close to what we know on Earth. Not that I don't like to go off and try different things and do different things. I have. It's just that most readers tend to be more familiar and don't even really think it, give a second thought to the more traditional Earth system of weeks that we have established here. And I try and keep it within you know, that time frame, usually, you know, a week I've done is for anywhere from like five days to six days. Sometimes I do the seven day too, but I usually try and keep it no less than five days in a group to make a week. That way people are still kind of able to relate to it, even if it's a little bit different. But yet, like I said, it's long enough that it seems like a traditional week in their mind, but yet it can be shorter and we can have some fun and do some variety as well. But again, up to it's all up to you, what you want to do with your your system there. But establishing a week will give you a basic cycle that you can go through. And for most people, most cultures, there are certain things that just normally happen on, on the weekly progression. And you know, whether they have certain holy days or things they have to adhere to, or whether they not they get a day off like a weekend that we do, like in most countries, or whether or not they just you know notice a normal per- procession of days. Maybe they're named after cosmic events or elements of historical significance and they kind of progress in a cycle one after the other and then once they get to the end of that cycle then it repeats itself and you go through the whole process again again there's a lot of fun stuff you can do with them and like i said they can be religious they can be civic they can be planetary they can be solar infused i mean there's a lot of different things you could do with them and so like i said it's important to kind of figure out how many days how it's grouped and things like that then, of course, once you get the, the week figured out, you got to figure out, okay, how many weeks are in a month or are you going to have months? Maybe you just have so many series of weeks and then that's your whole year. You don't have to have months necessarily, but most cultures, most people have a, a period of a month and that's no surprise since month and moon are very similar. And there's a, you know obviously a connection there that they followed a lunar process. You might want to follow a solar process, a lunar process. Maybe you follow a certain constellation that goes on and things of that nature. So de- defining that for your world setting is the next step once you figure out the months. And again, how many days you want in that, that's entirely up to you. What I try and do, again, is I try and stay within the ballpark of what we recognize and know in, in Earth's calendars. So I, I don't really try and get more than, you know, 32 or, you know, 31, 32, 30 days in a, in a month. I don't try and go below 20 if I can help it, usually, you know, maybe 22, 25 is a low end of what I would shoot for if I did something for a world setting, just because it's not so short that it seems kind of strange and then makes the year function differently. It just, it just seems kind of quasi-familiar, but yet it can still be different, if that makes sense. But again, it's up to you. Maybe your planet has a different uh, rotation cycle, so days can be really long, weeks can be really short, months can be even shorter, but they they take much longer, if that makes sense, to, to process. So it all, all depends on, like I said, what your particular world setting is and what you want to do with it. And then, of course, how the months are organized and how many months you have will ultimately break down how many days you have in a year. So I think that's pretty self-explanatory. I don't have to go into a great deal of extra explanation on that. 
But again, how big your world setting is and how it's set up and stuff will obviously determine how many days you have in the year. Like I said earlier, if it's a smaller planet, bigger planet, that can affect the, the number of days as well as how long the days are. But again, most of what I do, and I think most of what most people do when they create worlds, is kind of create something close to Earth, but a little bit different. Obviously, if you're creating something that is exactly Earth, but in a parallel universe, you're going to be following pretty much the same standard there, and it'd be pretty easy for you to, to do. And for most people, making a calendar, making a time system is, is not that difficult. It's actually pretty easy, and they can they have a lot of experience with it, because obviously they live with it every day, and they're familiar with how it functions and, and things like that. But what people don't often think about and have some challenges with is incorporating other elements into your calendar, such as lunar cycles and solar cycles and constellations and other planetary or astronomical situations as they might be applicable. People don't usually think about that. And that can be a great benefit to you for the passage of time as well. For instance, how does the moon work? Does it go through cycles at all? Do you have more than one moon? That would be kind of fun to see kind of how they play and interchange off each other. And, and what would happen if this moon is, you know, over here? Does that mean it's a half moon? This is a quarter moon? And, or, you know, just figuring that kind of stuff out and how the cycles go through every year would be of a great benefit. And it would be a lot of fun flavor for your world setting. You can totally have something similar to Earth in a lot of ways, but just putting in something as simple as, you know, two different moons or just having a, a lunar cycle that's a little bit different or even just kind of unique in, in other ways, instantly, in a lot of ways, changes the world setting and makes it seem more believable, but also kind of more fun and, and unique and fresh because it's something new. So you're kind of getting a win-win there. You're getting something fun people can approach, but also it's kind of new and exciting. You're telling them this is not Earth because of you know, you're explaining the lunar cycle. Same with the sun. How does the solar cycle work? You figure that out. In most cases, it'd be pretty easy, like, like like Earth, but is there a certain thing that happens, like, for instance, with solar eclipses and lunar eclipses, and how often do those occur, or do they occur, and how often do they occur, and then what are the ramifications of of that for the population, or is there any significance to that? A big thing that I like to use, and I've done it for, I think, all the worlds I've done so far, is incorporating constellations into the equation. That's a very simple way of letting the reader again know that they are not on Earth, it's someplace different, and also allows you the opportunity to tie in some more historical or maybe even mythological aspects to the world setting in general. Because a lot of times, in a lot of ancient cultures, you have people uh, ascribing different stories or attributes or things to various constellations, and so that will allow you the benefit of also kind of bringing in more story elements and bringing in some more history and kind of making things more tied together with your world setting. It will also allow you the, the way to kind of give a progression of seasons or time to various people or in the story in general without being always specific about this is the fifth day of the ninth month or the second, you know. You, you can you can do that if you want, and that gets very helpful and useful in some situations, but it's also fun just to say he looked up at the sky and saw the constellation of the fat frog you know, what does that mean? You know, so that, that could be something fun. And you can, then there's your chance to share a little bit of a story and insert there a background and mythology, so to speak. Why is it called the fat frog and how did it get there? But it also is kind of fun because maybe you can also mention that, well, when you see the fat frog, you know, you're getting close to the fall. It's like, you know, a week or two out from the fall. Just, you know, just little subtle things like that, that help incorporate story, 
uh, mythology, just world building in a very minor but also kind of a fun major sense is, is I think, some of the key hallmarks of a fun fantasy world setting without having it be, you know, overboard and, and, and information dump all the time and, and a lot of work in your your hands. How many constellations you want to do, that's totally up to you. Again, I would recommend at least one for each month, depending upon how many months you have. Maybe you want to do one for each week, one for certain times of the year, different seasons, things like that. So these are all things you can play around with and put together and, and make work. And you want, want to sit down and really think about how are these constellations known? Are they known by different names, different images, by different cultures, different things, people groups over time? Are they seen as good things, bad things? Is there like an astrological aspect to them where people think, oh, you see this sign is going to generate X, Y, and Z in your life. This is a good omen. This is a bad omen. So these are all sorts of fun things you can add and flesh out and incorporate with your constellation building. And then, of course, you got to figure out what the constellations are. I would recommend also to try and keep them relevant to what the culture is about or maybe what the past is about and try and find things that are fun and not necessarily so generic, although it's hard to escape that a lot of times. But, you know, you can do things like the warrior or the maiden or, you know, implements of farming or weapons or nature or animals, different racial racial groups, different monsters of myth, maybe legendary monsters or creatures that never existed. And you, you get the idea. We have a large history, of course, thanks to a lot of the ancient cultures that have been on our planet that have done a lot of the work already on that front, and so it's quite possible you can incorporate elements or ideas from them into your own particular brand of world setting. But I do recommend doing the constellation thing. It's a very fun, like I said, easy, simple way of world building and showing off your world to people that experience it without making them these very heavy info dumps or kind of nebulous things that people might not, you know, they get the glassy eyed and like, oh, I don't want to get in there. It's just kind of fun little tidbits you can get into, and it's a nice, subtle way of saying this planet is not, this world setting, whatever, is not Earth. But yet it's still friendly enough that people can be intrigued by it and want to learn more. And the next major element, and probably the last one we'll talk about with crafting calendars here, is that you will have to figure out what are some important days for your world. And these can be generic days, but also there are going to be some certain days that are specific to all the various religions in your world, all the various empires or nations or cities, kingdoms, what have you. Uh, are these, you know, this could go back in time to the important days back in the past, important days in the present, maybe some days that are being made important recently in the time of your introduction to readers or people experiencing your world setting. So these are things you got to think about, and it's it's not too hard to figure out what some of those days are. Usually, again, looking to Earth or our, our own culture in general, you'll see where some things are kind of obvious to include. Obviously, if there's important uh, spiritual or religious elements going on in a certain region or area or religion, those holy days or events that were important to that religious mindset would obviously be elements that you would incorporate into the overall calendar if there are certain events like the founding of an empire or the birth or death of an important leader, that would also be something probably you want to incorporate in the, in the calendar. If you have days of you know traumatic, terrible things that happened, you know, hundred years ago today, this is what happened. I mean, we have those kind of events, you know, memorializing, you know, D-Day and things like that in America. But there are you know, all sorts of things that you think would be applicable 
from our own world that have, or have some type of relevance you think could be carried over, I would just say use it as your blueprint and just kind of incorporate all those things, again, into a general calendar. And a general calendar that doesn't necessarily mean that it's celebrated all over the planet. It does, that's just the general, these are all the major events that go on on the world setting. And obviously, if there are elements from a cultural standpoint that aren't going to be applicable to one racial group or society, they're probably not going to celebrate that. But there are, you know, they might celebrate something else somewhere else. Your job as the person creating it is to figure out what is important and how many days I want to, you know, put in this. And I would recommend basically not having, not going overboard right away, but not also being stingy. I would try and get at least one day or event in each month if you can help it. And maybe a couple, that'd be good. So there's always something going on that can kind of keep things moving because that's kind of believable if you do an overall world calendar. But like I said, it's totally up to you. And maybe your world is completely brand new and it just got formed yesterday. So there's not going to be a whole lot of you know information in your calendar. Or maybe your world's really old and there's been a lot of stuff over the years. And some of the holidays or events and special days have been forgotten or overshadowed or blended together. And there's some history and flavor there too. But whatever works for you, like I said, I would encourage you to you know at least get one day a month that's somehow special, set aside, commemorate something. And then maybe add a couple more to it later on as you progress with story and things like that. But that'll give you just that alone. Having some special days will give you an opportunity again to allow more story and connectivity to people in general. And the readers will be able to get into it more and it'll allow you the opportunity to kind of do some more story elements because now you have a, a special day. Well, why, why is there a special day? What's the story behind that? And what, what does that represent? Has that changed over the period of time? Maybe it was an anniversary of a war. Maybe people's uh, opinion of the war has has changed. Obviously, you're going to have different viewpoints from both sides of who you know conflicted in the war. But you can also take it, maybe spin around and say maybe people have reversed their decisions or mindset on it, and now they don't hold the same viewpoint. And so now maybe it's not as popular as it once was. We see that in our own culture. Some certain holidays are more venerated now and more elevated than they were in the past and others are kind of more denigrated or, or not celebrated as much or as widely as they used to be and new ones are being created as as well as as time progresses so again keep that in mind when you do that just again don't need to go overboard but when you do write it up just kind of figure out okay well, this is the day this is when we celebrate it and then maybe a little bit of a nutshell like i said a couple sentences or so i think would be fine explaining why this day is important, what it meant, what it did, and who it's applicable to, obviously. And that's all you really need. And as you need more information, you can add to it later on as things develop. And again, I would keep all these notes on the calendar, like I recommended last episode. I would keep all these notes on the calendar, at least initially, more to yourself. Um, You can kind of share it as you develop the world and share it with other people, obviously. But because there's going to be some changes, there's going to be some things as you progress with the development of the world and the world story that's that's going to alter, twist, and, and tweak and maybe add some, delete some things from the ideas and equations overall. But this is, again, just to give you a nutshell version of what you can do by making a calendar, how it's beneficial, and what you can do with it. Now, we have. I'll end with this particular little mini thought here. Do think about how time is referenced in your world setting. I've had this problem uh, recently brought to my attention, again, just doing some edits and things with the book I'm working on, is that I wasn't clear enough when I defined 
how time is defined. And what I mean by that is you, know, you have hours, we have hours, seconds, and minutes, right? But most cultures, unless you're really an advanced culture, you don't really refer to hours, seconds, and minutes. You're going to have some type of alternative way of referring to time. Usually hours is a pretty good system. Maybe you want to have an hour and a half hour system. Maybe you want to have you know two sections of a sundial or something means something. But figure out a way in which you use the terminology of time correctly and universally for your world city setting, excuse me, for your world setting. That will be a great benefit to you and will add a lot of consistency for a very minimal effort and will keep things consistent overall and actually kind of be a subtle reminder for you when you write it and produce it and stuff that this is another element or another way this world setting is unique and different. I don't know how you're going to do that for you. Again, it depends on how many hours and minutes and things work for your your world setting, but in general, you can do things like the same moments, uh, half hours, segments of time, parts of an hour. I mean, there are a lot of different ways. Again, if you want some uh, inspiration or some kind of things you can copy, look back at how the ancient peoples did it and how they referred to time. You don't really f- see a lot of people referring to minutes, seconds, and, and you know, you see hours, you see a certain portion of the day, like you know, daytime, early night, early day dawn, stuff like that. They had different ways of breaking down the day and different ways of breaking down the time within the day to help them figure out, you know, the progression of their day. And so I would just encourage you to kind of, like I said, look at that, think about that. It's not something that people really readily think about. They're, they're probably, you're probably typing stuff up and don't even realize that when you're doing your story, people are saying, wait a minute, or they're saying, you know, hold on a second. And it, it, you don't catch it necessarily at first because we're modern people and that, that seems normal to us. That's normal dialogue to us. But if you're in a world setting, like I said, where they're fighting dinosaurs and there's no clocks anymore and there's no concept of dividing an hour into minutes, let alone seconds, that's going to seem kind of strange and out of place. So if you just kind of teach yourself now from the beginning to figure out how you're going to explain time, how it works, and what segments of, of an hour there might be or what segments of a day there might be, breaking that down would be of a great benefit to you. And also that ties into how the calendar is, because again, the calendar is just some part of the, you know, the individual hour, the individual day, the individual week and month and year, as we, we talked about earlier. So again, just think about that, see what works well for you, and, and put that in a reference thing, easy, easy for you to reference, so you can do that in the future and keep everything consistent. And I think you will like it, and your readers will definitely be impressed, because they won't even be thinking earth anymore they'd be thinking oh this sounds even more believable because they're talking about that world settings terminology and then just pulls them in even more and gets them more involved with the world setting in general it's a very simple way to do it and so with that we're going to wrap up this particular episode of Caldwell Worlds again thank you for listening I do appreciate it any questions comments concerns please drop them my way at cauldron at chadcorey.com otherwise until we meet again Happy world building. This podcast is copyright Chad Corey, all rights reserved.